And I'm Rick Thomas. I'm from the Los Angeles area, Sherman Oaks, San Fernando Valley. And so I guess we'll go ahead and get started here. So um, as you know, this is Conversations with Calvin. And um, he has a special guest, Irv, who he will introduce to you here in just a minute. Uh, I've known Calvin I, since mid-1970s, 75-ish, I think it was. And um, together, you know, we had our adventures in the Prosperos and around Thane of Hawaii. Uh, Calvin started a bit before me, so he's got, he's got a leg on me as far as how many years he spent in the Prosperos and around Thane. Um, and so, of course, he has gone through to become a high watch mentor uh, in the Prosperos and has been a teacher as well as a mentor. And these days, he's doing life coaching on top of that. And so he's... Um, particularly interested in creating um, packages for people so that they can have a more optimal lifestyle and, um, and, and learn to, have, to get that access to the skills and talents they might have by getting beyond those conflicts and redefining, viewing their world in a new, a different way, such as we speak of, and releasing the hidden splendor and translation as we discover the truth of ourselves. So um, I would like to introduce to you now Mr. Calvin Harris. We will take it from here. So, Calvin. Well, aloha, everybody. It's so good to see everybody here today. Aloha, <laughs> oh, Aloha. Uh, let's start by just taking one really good deep breath and then letting it out. Uh, <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I'm really excited today. I, I love doing these um, uh, programs of uh, interviewing individuals. It's, it's always such a treat. Um, today, uh, so I wanted to welcome everybody to another Prosperals event. I'd like to start by saying the Prosperals, when I began uh, as a member of the, uh, of the school, uh, we belonged as a member of, of, of an organization called the American Association for Adult and Continuing Education, AAACE. Now, their vision statement was, is dedicated to the belief that law, lifelong learning contributes to human fulfillment and positive social change. As we know, uh, life education does not stop after high school or university, but uh, continues as uh, a lifelong experience for us. Um, for me, that, that really imp impressed me that uh, the business to be able to contribute to human fulfillment and positive social change. And that's one of the things that I've really gotten from the uh, Prospero School of Ontology and hope to pass on to future generations. At that moment, I really understood that life's education does not stop after high school uh, nor university but to live fully, we must continue as lifelong learners, be it through travel and or interaction with other people, 
um, uh, immersion into other cultures or languages. It can be as easy as reading books. However it happens, um, the, those encounters with learning, with that learning process, allows us to be self-reflective, self-observational, and in that, life-changing. Um, Self-observation can begin to, begin to have us understand that self-observation is a key instrument of the change process. And what you find in education is an opportunity, a, a chance to unlearn or to give up ignorance or prejudice or bad habits or uh, bad behavior. It's about uh, a change or a replacement of concepts and ideas that might be old or worn out or maybe just need new bottling. <laughs> we learn in so many ways about ourselves and our I amness. I am can be self-observation can bring a person to the realization of self-change and in observing him herself can begin to understand the instrument of self-change as an awakening process to a fuller life. Um, talking about books and that, uh, for, the for, for one instance uh, that, uh, or example would be that um, what I knew of as a child, say for my first 20 years of life, about the Eastern Hemisphere of the world was what I learned in fairy and folk tales about Arabia and Persia, uh, the romantic settings of tents and temples, desert oases, golden palaces, and quaint old alleys, which provided inspiration for flying carpets and handsome thieves, beautiful maidens hidden away in palaces, and curved swords that the Arabian Nights had. And that was pretty much it until about my mid-twenties. And in reading James A. Michener's book, The Source, through his style of storytelling, because storytelling is so important to us, his uh, Michener's storytelling transported me back thousands of years to the Middle East and to the cultures that uh, inhabited what we call the Holy Land. He used the medium of archaeology as his tool in his storytelling to have us excavate the discoveries of people of various cultures in what he had set up as a uh, um, archaeological dig called Tel Makor, Tel Makor. Um, what happens there in the story is life is recreated in this ancient city. The story is taken, uh, this story takes place using a Jewish person's uh, point of view. Yet it moves out from the early Hebrews to the rise of Christianity and the Crusades 
to the founding of Israel and then the beginning of the modern conflicts that we see that go on in the Middle East. For me, it gave a more encompassing view of the world than, than what I had up until that time. An encompassing view of the great religious and cultural ideas that have shaped our world. You could say that I was involved in a learning and unlearning process of what I knew about the world up until that time. It is from the Middle East that the teacher Gurdjieff was from and began his story about remarkable people and his extraordinary experiences. A book that was part travelogue, part adventure, part spiritual guide. Uh, and the book was called Meetings with Remarkable Men, a book about people who taught him a new way of living and what it, it means to live fully. That story did not end there, but was carried on by his students. Uh, and one of his students was, became my teacher, Thane of Hawaii who through his school, the Prosperos, has offered me a chance to meet many an extraordinary person from around the world, such as my guest today, Ur. We will be taking a peek at some of the key events in Ur's life. Um, Ur is originally from Turkey, uh, is a US citizen, and Ur is a Prospero student, uh, husband with children living in um, Virginia. So now, uh, without any further ado, I want to to present Ur. Ur, come on, come on aboard. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, it's great having you here today. Um, it seems that there is a lot that goes on, so many things that can can trap and and move your your um, attention uh, or demand your time. That being a doctor, that being a, a family person, um, I, I think uh, I learned something even today uh, that that maybe one of the things that kind of they help soothe all of that. Um, that stress would be your love of music. Is that correct? That's true. And what do you play? I played lute. Um, um, I've been playing lute for 42 years now. Oh, so you started young. I was, at, uh, I think, 11, 12, maybe 43. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, speaking about the time and that, happy birthday to you. Today is your birthday. So <laughs> we're just real pleased to have you have a, a chance to help sell you celebrate your birthday or be with you with, uh, during this time. Now, that's a birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, tell us about uh, coming to uh, this country and about your work and uh, coming to the Prosperos. Where do you want to begin? Maybe something about your early life? Or? Maybe. Okay. I, I um, it's, it's everybody's uh, seeking something. So, we are, I don't think we are uh, different from each other. So, everybody no. has lots of stories. 
and our stories are uh, uh, getting into crossroads. We are meeting each other, and, uh, and my story started when I was, I think, in the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was looking into, um, the, I heard the term meditation. I said, "What is this? Meditation?" So I read about it, and it was transcendental meditation, changing the mind state and everything. Oh, this is very interesting. And afterwards, I got interested in, into hypnosis. Uh, I studied hypnosis. During that time, I uh, got into medical school. I uh-huh. did some, yeah, I did some experiments in that. And then afterwards, I stopped. Oh, and now, now, Ur, before you go on, uh, what age were you when you went to medical school? 17. 17, okay. And that was in uh, what country? In Turkey. In Turkey, uh, the so, city. Yeah, of... I was born in Istanbul. And, okay, uh, okay. Until 17, I was there. Okay. And, and then I went to medical school, which is the capital city, Ankara. Uh-huh. And uh, at the age of 17, and um, I was staying in dormitories and stuff like that. Learned a lot from people in the country. So there were so many people coming from everywhere. It's, we grew up with other people too, so... Right, because um, um, Turkey is like the uh, crossroads uh, between East and West. So I would imagine that you would be getting people from all over the world coming there at that point. That's, that's amazing. And it's such a young age, too, 17. That's wonderful. So you were saying that you were studying uh, uh, at that time uh, at medical school. And uh, what was your field of study? Well, the medical school is just you learn medicine, and it was a very okay. intensive medical education. in In Turkey, the education is six years. Okay. It's not like in America. It's like you have college four years, then you go to medical school four years. There's six years. Everything is so compacted. So in the last year of medical school, you do internship. So it's very uh, demanding. Yes, I remember the first year, uh, first three years of uh, medical school, we were having eight hours of um, less lectures, wow. and going to dormitory and reviewing this, and the eight hours for two months or one and a half months, then get a quiz or exam. And <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and during that time, I was doing some extracurricular reading too. So, mm-hmm. and ah. I didn't know English before the medical school, by the way. <laughs> So was that uh, English, was that the language of the school uh, of your medical? Okay, so everyone that was coming to that school from whatever part of the world, uh, whatever subcultures or ethnic groups or religious groups were all um, needed to know English. Then what happens is this, there were two parts of the medical school and they they were experimenting. It was the second year of um, uh, English medical school. They were teaching in Turkish and with Latin terms and everything until uh-huh. that time. So when I went into that medical school, um, I had to spend one year in prep school l- learning English, just uh-huh. English, nothing else. I was I started dreaming in English and I said, okay, I'm getting it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, at this time, is this when you started traveling? Um, no, I was usually in Ankara, and the okay. people come there. So when you see different different people from different parts of the country, you are traveling in a sense. Ah, uh, yes. You okay. meet diff- different people and different cultures, different backgrounds, different uh, social um, levels, and you know classes, if you can say. There's no class there, but you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's it was it was an experience. 
how and I at can the same imagine. time I was seeing people from other countries too so uh, lots mm -hmm. of friends from Iran mm -hmm. and they came there lots of people from um, Africa from different countries of Africa mm -hmm. I made good, good close friendships with um, most of them and I was hanging out with the um, uh, non-Turkish citizens mostly you know, <laughs> <kind of> people <laughs> Yes, which is always interesting because it's always uh, something new to learn, uh, some, uh, some others. Um, so the European part of that, because isn't part of your background um, uh, of European descent or something? Uh, so um, the Turkey, Istanbul has... Um, um, two parts. One is the European side, the other is the uh, Asian side. So it's a bridge. It's a thousands years old city. It's one of the oldest cities, I think, in the world. If, if right. you discount the cities in Mesopotamia, and there are very old, older cities there in Mesopotamia. And uh, Istanbul, uh, Constantinople. And the other day, it has, it has so many names. Stimpoli is, you know, coming from within the city, I think, into the city in Greek. Uh -huh. <laughs> it means, um, so it, it changed names and everything. And then after the modern republic was formed, it became Istanbul. Ah, yes. yes. And uh, I was born in Shishli, which is the European side, but I, was, I grew up in the Asian side. So ah. it, was, it was an interesting place. At the time when I grew up, the population was not that crowded. We had lots of green fields there. Mm. Uh, we had a uh, sea was swimmable. You can go to the mar marble sea. You can swim there. When the population got bigger, you cannot. You couldn't swim. So it's, 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 it was interesting. Now it changed a lot. Mm -hmm. So you said uh, you were on a, uh, a side. Would that be where Hong Kong, um, uh, Hong Kong, China? Were there people there? from that or was that the side that uh, not, not that much no okay I mean, okay there and there were uh, in european side there were mostly there are there there are still but they they decrease in number but there were minorities mm -hmm. and there are very old churches in istanbul you know it's still active right and right. Uh, um, there are byzantine ruins and i i was playing in an area where there was an old byzantine ruin uh, and uh, I even found two Byzantine coins there. Oh, my. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, they took it away from me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes, um, uh, in our cultural, uh, the cultural history class that I do, I'm thinking of getting that started again next next year. We, we deal uh, with the uh, uh, cross cult, uh, cult of, uh, cross cultivation of uh, cultures that take takes place there and also in Spain uh, uh, during uh, certain uh, times of the year and that and where um, uh, our um, understanding of astrology began in your your part of the world <laughs> which I think is um, is something that we don't think about a, a lot so when did, was it that uh, you decided to come to uh, America and, um, uh, and uh, where, did, where, where was that that you came to? So um, I, um, after finishing the medical school, I went to um, Anatolia. I started working as a GP. So okay. it was in Cappadocia. I was working in Cappadocia. It had lots of impressions on me. 
And during that time, I, I was, I think, um, without knowing, studying Fortway. Uh, I read books of um, Uspensky and Gurdjieff in Turkish first. And uh, I, um, when I started work I, in medical school, that's the first time I saw the name Prosperous. <laughs> that's yeah, interesting. That's, yeah, from a friend, and he was having pamphlet, and there was this book uh, from Meredith Sexual to the Sea of Creation. I said, wow, that's very interesting. I read a couple of things, and I said, I couldn't understand anything. Oh, that must be very special. <laughs> so I, I have to tell you that, you know, uh, when I first saw the instrument that I am playing when I was very little, uh-huh. my heart was pounding. So the I lute. knew I, I, was going to, I was going to play that instrument because I had connection with that. Yeah. Uh, I had the same heart pounding sensation when I saw the emblem of Prosperous. I said, this is interesting. The man in the and, flame. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was interesting. I didn't know anything about it until um, I finished the medical school. I uh, finished GP, uh, uh, as a, worked as a GP. I finished the urology residency. And I became academician and then internet started coming and there was no internet before. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about 1999, 1998. And in the internet, I Googled Prosperous. I saw this, uh, the oldest page, homepage of Prosperous. I said, wow. <laughs> and I requested uh, the older books and the, whatever is available from Anne. <laughs> <laughs> she sent me a big box of materials except for Leap Into Sanity. I said, where is Leap Into Sanity? <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was, I was into it. I, I, I got the books, uh, the oldest books that um, Thane wrote, and I yes. came to America in two thousand two as a visiting professor. I was in academics, and then uh, two thousand two. There's another incident. I came to Seattle. I met a person there, and they, <laughs> they, they, they called me for a meeting. Just you know, uh, there were. Um, um, a very fine elderly couple um, they, and they, their friend came and they, she was from Hungary oh. she looked at me she, she came and she wanted to meet me I, I said why, why are you interested in me they're just oh you're from Istanbul it's very interesting <laughs> I said okay what are you up to and she said <laughs> she's, she's in Fort Bay Gurdjieff group I said what uh-huh. Tell me more about it. <laughs> so I, I, I got into um, uh, Gurdjieff Group in, in um, uh, Seattle. I, I met uh, Jacob Needleman and several other people there. I started meeting them. And uh, that's the time that I started uh, um, catching up with the Prosperous. I said, I'm going to come down there. I think it was 2003. Uh, anniversary, uh, no, annual meeting. It was uh, 11th uh, hour dispatch. Oh, okay. I came there, I met everybody, including you. <laughs> it was a wonderful meeting. I was, uh, and then I returned, I was flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. a good experience. And that's the time that I think, I, I said, okay, I'm going, uh, I'm going to get uh, more into it because every lesson that I got created a great impression on me. So, mm-hmm. That's the story. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, um, uh, when did you actually uh, then settle in uh, in the U.S.? So, this in my U.S. life is this uh, two thousand two um, May two thousand two. I came here. Right. And uh, two thousand three, I met my wife. We were hanging out and everything. And uh, two thousand four, we got married. 
and 2005 we got our first son and 2006 we returned back to turkey yeah and because i i saw some obstruction on and the, my wife said let's go back and let's mm -hmm. try turkey Mm -hmm. We went back. We stayed there four years and four, uh, two years and four months. I worked in an academic environment uh, again as a urologist. Uh, but when you leave your country, you um, create a conflict. So you are not the same person, mm -hmm. and country changes, and you you have this um, culture shock when you first come here, and you go back, you get another culture shock when you go back. Well, and that is 2006 limit. that we had that conversation in Seattle. Yeah. I think 2006, um, in spring of 2006, we, we, yeah, we met there. Yeah, yeah, uh, that we, was the yeah. first time that we really had a deep conversation, I think, was That's during true. that time. That's and, true. Yeah, and there was that concern. I remember that about that, the, uh, that, uh, uh, the, a conflict of, of cultures and and that because your son was born during that that uh, yeah 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 he was born in October two thousand five right. so um, it was it was initially tough tough in the sense it was not that tough I didn't know exactly because mm -hmm. um, it was not my I didn't feel the five years of culture shock so when you be go beyond five years then you get adapted and you become part of the culture and everything. Yes. And uh, I was not there yet. So when I, we went back to Turkey, again, we couldn't adapt back there. It was a chaos, but you know, um, we, we came back in 2008, November. And it was, it was a, a sort of bungee jumping, you know, <laughs> I became yes. no job, no security. Mm -hmm. Uh, my wife doesn't have a job. I don't have a job, and we have three-year-old kid. I, I, but I trusted, and I, I was talking with Ravi at that time. He, he did some astrology reading for me. I said, I said, I don't know what's gonna happen, and there's a, you know, economy is going down here and there and everything. And I think it was a crisis, big crisis in 2008 uh, here. He said there will be opportunities, whatever the crisis is. So um, I came. Um, back uh, with the idea of I can do anything just mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, live and raise my kids in a, a more cosmopolitan environment. And I think I did the right thing. Um, I think you did. We're all pleased that you did. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, um, in um, Many of the um, uh, indigenous people, they always say that it takes a village to raise a child. And I think over the years that has been uh, adapted in this country. And what, and what would you say about that when you're talking about Prospero students uh, versus how it used to be? when there was probably what, uh, um, a master teacher versus the group dynamics that we um, deal with today. Um, how would you um, say that had impacted your life? Uh, um, no, um, it's, it's very interesting to, uh, point. Um, now, after I came here, 
in 2008. I didn't have any job, whatever. It was a little bit stressful uh, time. The only people that I was keeping uh, in touch with were people in the prosperous. And uh, um, I was trying to get into residency and I know so many people translated for me. Out of nowhere, uh, a neurology residency came like this. I said, wow. <laughs> and we, it was impossible. And uh, then I started residency. And during residency, I kept up with the school. What I see, uh, if, you, if you compare the structure of the Prosperos with the um, other schools or the older schools, uh, there is a groove or there's a teacher and uh, there are students and levels of students, you know, just in the fourth way, they say, you know, esoteric circle, mesoteric and exoteric and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a role model there and a role model there. And that's the one that gives you shocks and, you know, monitors your change and everything. Um, I, I've not experienced Thane's presence, of course, uh, at least physically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should say that. Uh, but um, through mm -hmm. the students and the mentors that he uh, trained, and uh, um, I can see a remarkable structure here. If uh, in some other schools still there, if you go there and there is one person speaking and so many people sitting and listening and following, uh, if you go to India, it's the, almost the same thing. Here, you ask questions and the answers come from 50 different channels. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, everybody is um, uh, experienced. Everybody is uh, a level of mentor. There are high watch mentors and if not mentors, highly experienced people. I remember the first time I had translation class, I asked Sarkis, uh, one of the uh, Prosper students, I'm not sure he's high watch, Sitiv Balayan. Um, I asked him, hey, yeah, I, I, you, you translate in English? Yes, I try, but you, do you translate in English? And how about your, you know, cl uh, translating in Armenian? And I need, do I need to translate in Turkish? And uh, what he said is a student, this is a student saying, um, you need to clean your conscious uh, and unconscious uh, with whatever the language that you are using. So it's the point is to clear it, yes. clarify your conscious and unconscious mind uh, with any language that you are using, you are used to. So I started translating in Turkish and English too. So, uh, and I saw this, it's, 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 it's not language, uh, limited. I mean, you can, and, and then after I discovered that at old traditions, they were using the similar um, techniques, not the same like Aristotelian deductive reasoning, but uh, they were using similar techniques of uh, using words to transcend the concepts. Yes. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, I learned, I'm still learning. And I, I think there's a lot more to learn um, from everybody here. And anybody, anybody who's not joined too, I'm learning still. So that's the unique side of the school. And I think the school has changed after the teacher passing. Uh, the structure changed into, uh, you know, from one teacher to many teachers. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, I think. Yes. And I think that that is something that we're all learning is that, uh, or have come to the shock of, is that now we have moved into the place of being the teacher. And um, 
Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, the teaching process can come even from another student or um, you with your life and family life. Uh, who are some of your teachers at this point <laughs> besides the Prosperos? Well, um, I had so many teachers. I told this to Belent, my friend there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we met uh, during the residency and uh, um, it's, our meeting was interesting. I was reading about uh, reading Krishnamurti at the time. He looked at what are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we started having our serious discussion at that time. And uh, then I, after I came here and uh, um, Douglas Galias in Institute, Institute of Advanced Thinking during yes. that time, we learned from him too. And um, then um, you know, in my private life, I'm learning from my wife <laughs> because teachers. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the sound, uh, and my kids, and especially, and they're teaching me too. Uh, it's interesting that you mentioned your kids because during the cultural history class that I gave um, um, earlier, was it this year? Did you take it or last year? I think uh, it was. Last year, uh, that uh, there were some of the things that were going on in that class that your your children were going through at the same time, which I thought was was wonderful because it, I think it gave you a different slant on what you might have thought was going on. Uh, yeah, I, that's very interesting. The time that we were talking about the I think civil war before the civil war, mm -hmm. how the country was. Uh, constituted in the constitution and everything and they, uh, my kids were studying it in history lessons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was complimenting by studying their lessons and coming and you know showing off in the lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it's interesting. What are the ages of your boys anyway? And now one is going to be 11 um, uh -huh. No, and the other is going to be 15. 15 is going to be next month, 11 is going to be during Christmas time. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. They are four years apart, so. Mm -hmm. So, um, a lot uh, of learning there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because of talking about the culture in that and then bring, uh, being brought up in this uh, culture. Uh, and them going to high school at that, that is going to bring in some interesting <laughs> cultural that's, changes within the family. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that poses a difficulty in itself. I mean, my wife, a uh, mixture of Serbian and Croat, and uh, I think she's more Serbian than Croat. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I'm a mixture of so many other cultures, including Armenian culture, Circassian mm -hmm. culture, and Turkish culture, all of them. And now um, we came to America and I'm asking my boys, what are you? And where are you from? And they're saying they're from Seattle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and they use the America all the time. They use yeah. American citizenship. They say, when I say, yeah. you cannot do this, they say, this is America. You <laughs> <laughs> are American. You, can, oh, you yeah. cannot treat us like this. No, 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 no. no. Are, I'm going to treat you like this. <laughs> You're going to learn. This is not... I'm not going to raise you an American. I'm going to raise you <laughs> as a cultural, multicultural being. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's lots wonderful. of difficulties there, you know. Oh, I, I, I just... think that is so wonderful. <laughs> well, um, it, it, 
you have taken, I think, a, 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 a slot of Prospero classes, haven't you? What, what are some of the classes that you have taken or that? Uh... I think apart from Big Silence, I, uh -huh. I took everything. Uh -huh. and, uh, and, and the R's for Discovery, I heard just the six lessons that were available. I didn't hear the rest of it, but I, okay. I took translation uh, three times maybe, or maybe more. Mm -hmm. And RHS at least uh, three times, mm -hmm. and um, a self encounter, eleventh mm -hmm. hour dispatch, advanced seminar, cosmic intention therapy, mm -hmm. life class, co crown mysteries, and mm -hmm. they, they they are all amazing. And uh, FYL, mm -hmm. and yeah, fourth way, all of them. It it's because now we're now going to be sort of wrapping up in that, uh, and you being a student after Thane, how important is a student's growth within the Prosperos community? Uh, what would you say in regards to that? So um, I, it's, it's not easy to summarize everything because there are so many things as you can uh, recognize. And it's um, the, I, one of the things that I heard uh, Thane uh, speaking was, um, uh, we are here for change, and uh, but you cannot change anything if you don't take responsibility of it. Yes. So um, if I'm in a, a dire situation, and how can I be responsible of the situation? It was posed on to me. That's mm -hmm. one of the things that come to the students or anybody in life. You know, hey, I'm, I, I was born into this condition, and there, I was raised by alcoholic abuser, and this and that. And how can I be responsible for this condition? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, you may not be responsible how you came there, but uh, you are responsible how you get out of here by changing, <laughs> by uh, accepting the responsibility. And we talked about this. I think Sue talked about it too. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the responsibility here is responsibility of perception. Mm -hmm. So um, the, uh, how can you change? You, you first change your perception. You're responsible in changing your perception first. In order to change your conditions, you have to change your perception of the condition first. And it's not, you know, you cannot go with victim mentality or I'm in this condition, I cannot change and everything. You accept the responsibility of the condition by changing your perception. So the responsibility of perception is the first thing. I think translation, RHS and other classes can help change that perception because you change your perception from uh, sense testimony into abstract, into uh, spirit. So from sense into soul, sense into spirit. And that's what, uh, what, I, what I heard in the parallel universe, one of the changer classes, I think. And uh, yeah. this one of the things uh, that stayed with me, I think um, still trying to understand uh, these great lessons and um, I, it's not finished yet, and it's good because the only change, the only thing that doesn't change is the change itself. So, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Or, for uh, this, uh, our chance for our conversation today. Um, I think we'll have a song and then we'll, um, so, uh, Rick. If I knew that you would be alone, no. Would you change if you knew that?
find a truth It brings a pain that can't be soothed Would you change? Would you change? How bad, how good does it need to get? Thank you also, Or, for the song at the end. I think it's really wonderful. And I'll say aloha.